Hello everyone, welcome to Heart's Happiness Podcast. The place where I, Manpreet, share my journey of healing intergenerational family trauma to help you to understand your story. I share a bunch of tools and tips that will transform your mental health and allow you to find your own heart's happiness. So exciting, right? Each episode will cover one of three areas. One, raising awareness of what this trauma actually is and how it hides in our lives. Two, tools, tips, support, lots of different things that I've used to get better and heal from this trauma. And three, I'll be connecting you with so many specialists and therapists and coaches as guests on my show. So we are going to transform your mental health and empower you to take your healing by the hands and move forward. Welcome back for another episode. I'm super excited because I've got one of my Rewrite Your Story members on today's podcast, Kulvit, and she's sharing her amazing story of coming out of a abusive relationship and rewriting her story, breaking cycles of trauma. And she's a massive reason for why I do what I do. And she's been like supportive of my business and done lots of my courses and things since the beginning. I think she was even listening to the podcast when it first came out. And she was in the Rewrite Your Story membership from the beginning. It's been running for like two years now. It is a group of people who are on their healing journey and doing the inner work. We meet twice a month over Zoom. We have a Facebook group. I encourage everybody to have a review of their lives each month and think about you know, what they need to work on to move forward. And then we use the community calls for any advice that they need, any support they need. Sometimes people are having struggles in family members or struggling with self-love. And so when I'm coaching people on that call, even if you're not there, you can get benefit from hearing because it could be something that would help and support you. So it's a really safe space, a place to have real authentic conversations, which you really need when you're on this healing journey. Like you just, you want to have that authenticity. You want to feel safe. You want to be able to talk about the hard stuff about healing and exciting stuff. And yeah, I just love the community so much. It's like one of my favorite things I do every month. So if you're a lover of the podcast, you've been on your healing journey and you feel like you need some support, that membership at the moment this month is $24.99 per month or £250 for the year. I will leave the link in the episode notes. I would love for you to come and join us and be part of that special community. It's the community that I longed for when I was on my healing journey. I felt quite lonely. I felt like the only one that was like a weirdo, that was struggling with relationships and struggling with my life. Turns out there's a lot of us. So if you really resonate with the podcast and you would like some hand-holding through life, come and join us. I will leave the link, but you can hear more about Corvia's experience in a moment. I'm super excited because I have one of my clients on today who has been part of my membership. She's done my courses and she even listened to the podcast on the very first episode and listens to it every single week. So I'm really excited to introduce Corvia to you and she's going to be sharing her story and her healing journey. So how did it all begin? What made you start to follow my career? I mean, we kind of knew each other anyway, didn't we? Because um yeah we've got people in common so we kind of knew each other so it's probably why I followed you or something yeah so hi um I'm Corva and thanks for having me Manpreet I know we've been saying you know we've been talking about this for years haven't we yeah for years it's finally (laughs) happening 
Um, yeah, so I listened to your podcast from day one and it just really, everything, you were just so honest and it really resonated to me. And that's it. And then it's so weird where I actually had a dream to work with you. I saw that you were introducing your course, um, Take Back Your Power. And I think it was like a offer or something happening. And yeah, I had a discount then. Yeah. And then something, my inner being was just calling out, like, do this course. And then I even had a strange dream. Yeah. Like, do this course. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> everything's basically changed from there. Yeah. And because you were going through some big personal changes, weren't you? When actually my podcast came out in the September of 2020, which is when your life started to change. How weird is that? So do you mind sharing what happened in September 2020? Yep. So September 2020, I finally listened to my inner voice, which I had actually ignored 14 years ago, which is actually 14 years from today. Um, I listened for once, I put myself first, listened to that voice and decided to separate from my husband, um, leave an abusive marriage, an unhappy marriage that I was in for 11 years. Wow. Yeah. So I'm literally, my my crown is tingling, my body's tingling, because that's the thing, right? It's a really hard decision to make, isn't it? Especially when you have a child with someone, but you're not feeling happy. It's you know, and even sometimes abuse, I'll just put that in quotes. Sometimes we don't even know we're being abused. And sometimes it's like the last straw we realize we are. But I know lots of people that I speak to that have been in relationships and they've got children and they're feeling like they've got to try and they've got to stay in it. But you, I guess that day in September was the day you decided that I just I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And that's exactly it. Um, to be honest, I didn't know some of the abuse that was going on, like the emotional side, the financial side. I just didn't see it when I was in it. It's only afterwards I left. I could see, oh, actually, there was other forms of abuse that happened. Not yeah, sure. that's so yeah, common not, as well. Yeah. And I think, like, me saying, like, I ignored that voice 14 years ago. And even, you know, the first time abuse happened, I did, even back then, I ignored things. Um, You know, I was in survival mode. And it was, and then it just took a light switch to go off the final straw. And it was just that, like, actually, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a brave thing to do, and especially because you've got a little girl as well, haven't you? So just making that decision. So well done. But your Kulvia is from the same background as me. So she's South Asian Punjabi, which isn't like the most supportive about um, divorce, <laughs> about even choosing your own partner. So like, let's talk about the beginning, actually, 14, because it's literally your wedding anniversary today, 14 years <laughs> ago. And tell me, like, on that day, what was your inner being saying to you on that day? Well, I didn't know anything about a body regulating. Um, but that day, I remember just before I was due to walk in, you know, to the Godwara, um, my body was, I, I just put it down to nerves. You know, I was shaking. And then obviously I was having thoughts of doing the runaway bride. Um, and I just thought, you know what, you're just nervous. Just, you know, you just need to get, because I had to wait for everyone to sit down and then I could walk in. And I was like, you're just nervous. But I wanted it like just get this down over and quickly. But what my body was actually saying, don't like you're not safe. <laughs> you don't want to do this, and I yeah. was ignoring that voice so much. Yeah, because you didn't even know about. I mean, no, God, and then obviously I didn't. People listening to this podcast might still just recently listen to their intuition because your intuition is very like it can be very quiet. I mean, it sounded like it was full on telling you to yeah. like like the voice of survival. But even like what what even made you decide to get married 
is that was that cultural expectations parent stuff yeah definitely it was my mum's voice <laughs> my mum nagging me from the age of 21 you know I think that was her only goal for me <laughs> to ever like you know get married have kids and yeah. yeah and she kind of really pushed me to you know she kind of made my life a bit hell um you know you need to find someone you're of a certain age and I wasn't even that old back then oh my I was god like, I got married at 40 <laughs> no yeah um but that's one of the things that I have learned throughout my journey is not listening to other people's voices and actually to listen to my own. Yeah. But when you were t- in your 20s, you had no idea, right? Oh, you're still a no kid. Idea. You're like yeah. just trying to please your parents. I mean, that's yeah. like so many people that work with me that listen to the podcast are like hating on themselves in their mid 30s and 40s because they're like, what have I done to, my- to myself for my life? But I just want to want everyone, including you, to have try and have that self-compassion and kindness for the, that younger version of you that genuinely didn't know any better. There was no examples of people doing it differently, going against things. We weren't talking about generational trauma, were we? We weren't talking about our parents' programming. We, we weren't talking about any of these things. It was very normal to just, you're of a certain age, you just get married. I swear, like, in our communities, it's like you go to a supermarket, you get a man, and you get married to them. Like, they don't care if you're happy. They don't care if you get on. They don't care if you've got chemistry. They generally just don't care. They just want you to marry someone of a certain background with, you know, caste, religion. It's it's ridiculous. That's what I used to feel like when I was going through the system. That was like, you actually don't care if I like them, if I've got chemistry. You just care that we're going to have this big wedding, we're going to do this big performance for you. That's all you, and that's, I'm obviously your mom's not doing that consciously, but it's so much more about impressing other people and society and all that kind of stuff, isn't it? It really is, yeah. And that's, and my mom's so in that. that yeah. You know, like she couldn't even say the word divorce at the moment. Um, yeah. Bless her, she doesn't know any better because in her world, that's what, that's what the majority of people are doing. They're staying in the relationships and, you know, um, and yeah, like you said, when you started listening to my podcast, obviously, I, I think even in the early days, I'd interviewed my mum, who is you, basically, <laughs> you know, she's you, but she left at 50, right? So um, yeah, and I, that's why, I, I mean, I love, I, I always share my story because, you know, people really went against us, people didn't understand, um, you know, there was a big drama about everything. But like you said, you just had to follow your own guidance. And that's a really hard, brave thing to do. So I just want to say that you're amazing for even doing that, for making that choice, like that you change your daughter's life forever by making that choice. Like my mum, when she chose, I was 26 when she did it. But if she didn't do it, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing here today with you because I might still be in an abusive relationship with my dad, right? It is definitely that breaking the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And understanding, you know, your family the whole intergenerational trauma thing so as when I started working with you the first course you know I was so oblivious to everything like you had to literally spell it out to me that my mum's had trauma (laughs) yeah because everyone I can't tell you the amount of times people say to me but I I didn't have bad childhood though like they're so adamant my parents are really really good to me I didn't have bad childhood I'm like no one is saying that you've had a bad childhood but like the stuff that's happening is so normal you know, like things like controlling people, like giving silent treatment, like um, telling people they have to get married at a certain age to who they should be getting married to. That is massive amount of control, telling you kind of boyfriend, telling that you can't, you know, I always thought it was crazy. We're not allowed to have boyfriends and then want us to get married. No, and just on that, I think um, sometimes you do actually know 
it's not right, but you get so caught up in the whole survival mode and you're like, oh, it's okay. You know, yeah. it's okay that my mum and dad did this or so-and-so did this and you kind of just... Yeah, crush it over the carpet. Yeah. yeah actually, what everybody's been doing. And, you, and your mum's been doing that. And like, you know, our families have been doing that for so long. So they're just a bit like, why can't you do it? Yeah. Why have you got to be happy? I know. What's that's that? what That was one of the things my mum used to say to me all the time. Oh, no one's, you know, look around you. No one's, you know, no one's happy. Everyone's got something going on. And it's just like... I don't want to be that person. <laughs> oh, one of my clients, she said that to me yesterday. She's from America, completely different background. And she was just saying, you know, my family just think I'm mad for wanting more. Like they're not feeling the situation that she's in and her life and her circumstances are enough. She wants more. And, you know, and that's that lovely little voice inside of you again, going, no, there's was- more to life than this. Nope, there's more to life than this. Yeah. And it was like that from the get-go, actually, because I remember when they were actually trying to introduce me to men to get married to, you know, and they were like, um, you know, why do you think you're so special? You know, it was a guy, you know. Oh, and then I'd obviously ended up settling and it wasn't the right person. Well, the amount of gaslighting that that is, though, isn't it? Yeah. Why do you, you know, I remember people saying to me, why do you want to be, why do you think that a tall man is going to want to be with you? Because, like, you're short and you're getting older now, so stop being so picky. I mean, look at the way that we speak to women. It's actually freaking shocking, isn't it? Oh, would anyone ever say that to a man no they would never say that to a man but it's like you're of a certain age and you know even like as I've got old like people are starting to say it to me about kids now and I'm just like what is the society that we live in that is okay to talk to women like this it's just you know and it feels very similar to when I was in my 30s and I hadn't got married yet like what's wrong with you why are you not doing it it's just like oh my god <laughs> I'm listening to my own inner guidance. I know you don't get it, but it's a totally a thing. So what we cover in the course tape about your power is, um, you know, we look at your family tree, don't we? So you started to see, actually, your mum's been through a lot. Actually, your dad's been through quite a lot and how that's trickled down to you. And we do inner child work as well, which is, you know, where you started to realise quite a lot that you've been, you've actually been through a hell of a lot of trauma yourself. Yeah, that's the hardest part of the journey, I think, the whole, you know, facing your inner child and, yeah, sometimes you just don't want to go back and relive certain situations. Yeah. You have to do the work in order to grow and heal. Yeah, exactly. It's so hard, isn't it? And um, and everyone gets a little bit depressed, of course, for a bit, because it's really quite hard. Um. And then, like, I I think I opened the doors. It's going to be two years since I started my membership, actually, in May, and you were one of the first people in there as well. And um, and that the whole point of that is to have that supportive community where now that you've figured out you've got this trauma, you've got this awareness of the trauma, obviously you had a very real-life situation going on as well where you're, you know, separating and getting divorced and all the things that come with that, which has been lots of stress as well. So not only have you realised your childhood trauma, which is really, really painful. But then you've also realised, um, you know, that you're very real circumstances like money and house. And so you've been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and now, yeah, and now I'm addicted to healing, <laughs> doing everything, you know, um, from like tapping, I have therapy. I yeah. do, yeah, anything that any... Yoga, yeah, I do yoga, which is honestly amazing to release some of the trauma out of your body. Yeah. Um, and what I love about you, where you've been struggling to like get financially independent from this marriage, you've still been investing in yourself. Like somehow you find the cash 
don't you? Yeah, I know. And that's one thing I was actually thinking about. You know, sometimes you make excuses. Oh, you know, I haven't got the money to do that. Or, no, I can't do that. But no, you know, put yourself first, invest in yourself. And yeah. Yeah, I always find that when you do, it kind of works itself out. It's really, really weird. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, like you'll just get money out of nowhere or something else you won't have to pay. And you're like, oh, it's okay. But you just kind of got a bet on yourself. And the membership community, we meet like twice a month and we sort of just check in with each other and support each other. And have you found that helpful? Especially because, like you said, you know, your mum finds it even hard to say the word divorce. So did you feel like you had the support in your from your own family, friends to support you during like this transition? To be honest, no, not really. My, I felt like I couldn't even talk to my family because they were. So one of the earliest things that I discovered about myself was um, I've been brought up on fear. So mm. every time I would mention or try and talk to my family, everything was like, but, you know, it's still coming from a fear based. But so, you know, you won't be able to do this on your own or that kind of. So I couldn't even talk to them. And my friends, because they weren't going through the same situation as me, they didn't really understand and um, so I found like a community memberships like this, like your one, which has been amazing for support. Yeah, yeah I don't think I could have done this without outside. It's weird how, you know, you would expect your family and friends, but sometimes, and especially it being a virtual community as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, the thing is, is that, you know, and this is the thing, if, you, if anybody's, and I hear this a lot, that people feel so like alien in their family because they do want more. They want to be happy. They're not, they're just like not buying into the normal stuff that everybody does. So they want to break out of it, but they're a bit like the black sheep of the family when they decide to do that, because everybody's like, why, why do you want more? Why do you want more? But there is always other tribes out there. You just have to find the tribe that's for you. And that's why, I mean, part of the reason why I created Rewrite Your Story membership was because when I was on my healing journey, I felt so alone and I felt like there was something wrong with me and I was the only person like that. And then it's only through working with clients that I'm like, there's loads of people like me that let's like bring everyone together, have a safe space where we can go, I'm not talking to my mum or I'm leaving my marriage and nobody understands, or I'm really struggling to find someone to love because of my trauma and I'm under pressure or, you know, or I'm full of self-hate or whatever, you know, it's a, it's a really safe space, isn't it? Where we can literally say whatever um, and, and be held and be able to do the things that we need to do to move forwards. And, you know, it's been a couple of years and you, you, you have moved forwards, even though it's felt hard for you at times, like you've got a new job, yeah after 15 years yeah yeah new job more money you're getting your divorce is like literally uh, hopefully by the time this podcast is out it's it's gone through and you know you're such an inspiration for so many because you did it and I know you're still in the thick of it like still sorting things out but are you like do you ever I know you, you don't find this easy to do but are you proud of yourself I am I'm really proud of myself yeah yeah it's given me the confidence to know that I can do it you know, I can do things on my own. I've got this voice that is guiding me. It sounds so cheesy, you know, the answers are within and everything. Oh. Like that. It is so true. Just I recommend don't ignore your intuition. Like, yeah, listen yeah. to it. And yeah. what you mentioned earlier, like being brought up on fear, that's the thing. So many, many of us, in fact, the whole world is is pretty much based in fear and scarcity. Like, it's just such a big thing. It's like, there's not enough love. There's not enough good men. There's not enough um, opportunities for jobs. There's not enough, not enough, not enough. Everybody thinks like that. So like even, you know, I've had a few comments recently. Well, you know, your age, you should 
just go and try again or whatever. And it's because that not enough again. But when you lean into the abundance mentality, which is hot, which is faith, not fear, when you step away from fear and you move to faith and things, really magical things start to happen. But it's so hard because your natural programming is so tuned into that fear based thinking. And um, and, you know, that I'm always like harping on about that because it that is what can change our life because if we live our life based on the fear we won't take the actions we will keep playing our lives more but when we actually um you know step into that energy of you know what anything is possible I can do this and because you can yeah and that's what's so great about the membership is seeing other people that are you know from not the same background as you all different ages and different situations but you know what they're going through the same thing like you said yeah you're all so similar it's crazy and we all just want to be loved and accepted and I think that is one of the things that we all have in common yeah that's just such a human thing for sure so what would you say is like the three things that have really helped you on your journey of healing after like you know like that day where you were like that this is enough I'm not doing this anymore like what's been um the three things and I'm just dropping that on you I know. Um, well, I'm going to, because I've already t- harped on about this, Um, definitely the intuition thing. Um, yeah, so listen to yourself. Yeah. And let's just say as well, and you know this, um, because I say this to you all the time, because when I can tell that you're anxious, that is that voice of fear, that is your ego, that is your survival brain. And when you can't hear your intuition, you just literally have to put everything down and go and regulate your emotions. So go out. I know you go for lots of walks, don't you? You listen to audiobooks and podcasts and you do your yoga. It's so important to go do the things that calm you down and then your intuition will come through. Because some people go, no, but the voice in my head is telling me not to do anything. I'm like, that is not your intuition. That is fear. And fear is a lot louder. Your ego is a lot shoutier. But when you slow down, you can hear it. And and for you, sometimes you were literally in a state of like, crazy and you heard it yeah I was gonna actually just say that um the second one would be actually you know the t- what we say um to root yourself like yeah. the chakra um and one of the ways that I like you just mentioned is going for walks I think that's before I used to just listen to every single help book on audio and go for my walks but now I do and I do feel like that's when you can kind of listen to your intuition as well yeah so what you're doing there is you're grounding yourself this is really important because when you've grown up with childhood trauma um we are literally disconnected from ourselves because it's too painful so when your mum and your dad were like telling you off or controlling you or telling you to be a certain person we kind of escaped from our bodies we might have gone into our fantasy world we might have been eating we might have been like like trying to be perfect for them or whatever um, and we go to that place so we're really disconnected from our bodies so but when you walk when you're walking on like the grass and the earth then you're bringing yourself back into your body and into this present moment because so often we're terrified of something but it's not a 2023 problem <laughs> basically it just isn't yeah you really do got to just you know breathe be present and yeah ground love it number three and number three is um something that only of really been taken on recently is the affirmations and you know to love yourself um yeah that's been a game changer for me yeah and that's like when you've been struggling with low self-esteem low self-worth that's what I've realized actually a lot of when I was on my holiday is that we can be so mean to ourselves in our brains like so cruel so nasty we wouldn't talk to anybody else like that and a lot of it's habit because we were talked to like that as a child 
So I will talk, I don't know if you do this, but I literally do talk to myself like my dad sometimes. Well, yeah. a lot of times. I think we just get so used to that negative voice that is just within us and, you know, we can't stop talking to ourselves like that. But yeah. the affirmations do help to switch it. Yeah, they do. So basically there's loads of tracks, there's loads of things on YouTube, Spotify, that you can listen to that on repeat just help you to change that narrative within your mind, right? Yeah. So I love that. So that's you talking about a few little tools. And then you also mentioned like getting the support. I mean, it's been great. Like you've prioritized things like therapy through the situation and, you know, doing, getting the help to release the trauma. Yeah. And it's so funny because I remember when I first, um, even the therapy and I remember saying to my therapist, you know, I'll do this membership on the side and I do yoga. Am I just being extra? And she just laughed. She's like, you deserve this. Yeah, You know, the whole worthiness. And now it's just like, can't get enough of it yeah no but it's so important I was reading this book on holiday it's a, it's a business book for women but they talk about like having a support team for your business like you know a virtual assistant and social media and all that stuff but then they talk about how you really need a support team for your like personal emotional mental well-being and it's so true like someone to clear your energy someone to be your therapist someone to be your coach someone to like a community to be part of like you need those things to be able to nurture you and to be able to move forwards but especially because we didn't get them from our family homes so we can invest in them and I think a lot of the times like just like you had that dream didn't you so I think what happened was I remember it really clearly actually when I first launched that course I did like a free masterclass, and you were on that free masterclass, and then you sort of messaged me like really late that night and was like I'm in um and um yeah so obviously the fear of can I really afford this comes up a lot for people but like it's, you know, when you make the investment and you see the changes that it has in your life, like, I mean, how can you put a price on that? No, you can't. Honestly, yeah. Everything's been so worth it to, you know, the person I am was then to what I am now. Yeah. And like, um, just from that, like, you know, some people do rely on their friends and family, you know, to vent. And I was one of those people as well. But what I realized was that was actually not serving me. I did need to speak to a professional actual therapist that didn't, you know, that didn't actually, wasn't emotionally invested in the whole, yeah, that relationship, but has got that professional. Yeah, I love that because that's another thing. Like we might vent and moan about things like, oh my God, can you believe he did this? And oh my God, this, my mom. And you know, that kind of, and that's the drama in the drama triangle, which I have a podcast on that, but you're keeping alive the drama. But when you're in that energy, it's really low vibration when you can't actually come up with ways to move forwards. So like, you know, sometimes when we would be doing a tapping session, it would be like, okay, well, let's just tap on what he's been doing to release it. And then it's like, what are you going to do to take your power back? Because when you're bitching and moaning about somebody, they're actually, they still have your power because you're focusing on them in such a negative way and it's holding them back, holding you back. But actually when you are getting positive kind of um, advice to help you to move forwards and create a new reality for yourself and you already have like, like I said, you've been going through this massive transition of the actual divorce, all of these realizations about your parents, and you've managed to get a new job. You've managed to like, you know, days away from being completely financially independent from that. When he was the main person, wasn't he, running everything financially? And- yeah, and I feel like a lot of women get stuck in that cycle. Is after you know after they have kids, um, like especially with childcare being so expensive, you know, they rely on their partners well male husbands to majority of the time um to kind of take that financial burden and you know then we get kind of stuck in 
that's where the financial abuse can happen. Yeah. yeah and that's how they can keep it's you trapped scary. in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because you feel like financially you don't have uh, any other option. But like I said, I know that you're not like swimming in it right now, but every time you've got scared, you've, you're still all right. Yeah, I know. I can't believe I've got through this. Yeah, they no, are. been taken care of when you were like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for my sister. I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. Like you'll always say that, but you always do. And you yeah. always have found a way because, you know, we are, you are looked after and it's hard to see that you, you for whatever reason, your journey was meant to be this way, uh, which it is was, yeah. nice to think about like that. But like, um, but you've completely transformed and you're really just at the beginning. We're going to have to do a part three of this, I think, you know, when yeah. it's like where you go to next with like love and money and work, you know, because, well, you know, you I know that you've got like little inklings of possible purpose, but you can't not go through a process like this and not want to help people, right? Because I feel like you're, well, you start to awaken to your own purpose. Well, how is that looking like for you at the moment? I know you're it's early days with that. Yeah, early days because I'm just starting a new job. But um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. I feel like I've got a brand new, like a whole future ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, this is like just the beginning, isn't it? Like I said, I know that we've spoken about things that really interest you, like yoga and breath work, and that you're like, you have these little little moments where you're like, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could help people in that way. Maybe I could help people. Know, women that have been through what you've been through I know it's like right now it's not you haven't got the mental capacity to start a business or anything <laughs> no not yet but I am eager to kind of start something up soon to help other women out there yeah that's so exciting isn't it it really is yeah yeah what a way to go so you were like trapped in this situation for a really long time you were brave you pulled yourself out of it and now like so many things are possible but what about the bad side of it you know because you know I know when you woke up this morning you're like oh my god it was my anniversary like how do you deal with that or not deal with that I think it's just having so with me I kind of was you know you do go through the whole kind of blame you blame yourself and I was kind of doing that and I think it's through therapy and everything that I've had is to kind of be kind to yourself and to realize actually these situations were supposed to happen for you to come out the other side, that whole kind of my favorite um, saying from Dr. Shafali, pain is the portal. Um, and having compassion for yourself, I think, and understanding, you know, sometimes through those painful situations. Yeah. At the end of the day, like everybody's entitled to feeling sorry for themselves, being like, why me? Why has this happened to me? Why hasn't it happened to anybody else? I mean, I do that as well you know, at the end of the day, like we all do it. And that's very much that kind of victim, which is totally understandable because it's shit, basically. And it doesn't happen to everyone. So why did it happen to you? For 100% sure. But when we're like in that energy, which I think is part of the healing process, is part of grieving, it's part of like just being really, really sad and that's all okay. But it just, it, it does take our power away because we feel trapped in that. But when we can step into the energy of the survivor, which is like, yeah, this this bad thing happened to me, but I'm going to make my life amazing. I'm going to like, I'm not going to let that hold me back. And, yeah. and it doesn't define you. Yeah. Like, I was exactly going to say that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't define me. It's like, um, I remember when, you know, after my dad had taken his life, 
and like my life was a bit of a mess and I'd feel sorry for myself all the time and I'd surround myself with people that felt sorry for me and you know that were really buying into that um narrative and it just made me feel so powerless but then the more and more that I've healed and been like no I you know this dark stuff did happen to me but that doesn't that's not who I am and you know I like to believe like I'm quite spiritual I know that you are as well that I believe in something bigger than that, that that my soul did come here for this reason. And I wouldn't be able to do the work I do here on the podcast or help my clients if I hadn't had my dad and my mum and all the experiences that I've had. So it's all slowly, slowly made sense why I picked him as my dad, because that's what they say. They say we pick our parents. (laughs) It's crazy, right? Yeah, but that's one of the other things that I'm being trying to accept. You know, things did happen rather than be out you know and other people when I might have shared my story they're like oh you know I feel really sorry for you and it's like no don't feel sorry for me like I'm actually glad that I've you're freaking brave you're like a warrior yeah <laughs> thanks yeah no, but how many people I know so many people that stay in relationships that they are miserable in yeah it, and it's not easy you know if there are people out there in those relationships it's, I know it's not easy but I kind of walked away with no family support, no finances to support myself. And if I can do it, I know other people. Exactly, exactly. You've had quite the journey, you know, in terms of finances, in terms of the person that you're separating from, you know, it's not been easy, has it? And exactly, if you can, anybody can. It's just about getting the right support, investing in yourself while you can you know we've had to use like credit cards and all sorts of things but it's like whatever you can do to get the help that you need to take it step by step and like I said this is just the beginning for you because you have actually have still been quite in the war of it yeah you know imagine when it's all finished and you're just doing your new job like what are you gonna do with yourself I know at the moment I like you said I'm still in it and I'm kind of still in that looking back at all the past patterns you know kind of thinking well this has happened again well now I've got more work to do on this so that's another thing but that's the thing we're all a work in progress you know so like what you've just um, mentioned there is like you've identified some relationship patterns that for you to to, for you to be able to break the pattern of you know romantic relationships you're going to have to do a bit of work on that but that's good. Well done for noticing because loads of people don't notice and then they just get into another relationship that's similar. So, but you're actually noticing that. And that's the same with me. Like I couldn't just fall in love. I had to do the work because I was into such awful men. And, you know, even now, like, I just think it's really funny that as I plan to have become a mum, all this stuff is coming up for me. And I'm like, God, I have to heal other stuff as well to be a parent. For fuck's sake. I know, that's never ending. Yeah, it is never ending. It's, yeah. you know, and like we are all work in progress and you can just avoid it. But then what happens is you get stuck or you repeat behaviors that you've had already and you don't free yourself from the situation. So that's why healing is so, you know, like such an amazing thing to give yourself because that means that you get to give yourself a different kind of life. Yeah. And you've got to give it to yourself. Another thing that I've realized is, you know, you've got to do the work for yourself no one else is there out there to save you you've got to literally oh absolutely yourself. not and I think that's a really valid point you can get therapy and you can get coaching but if you're not going to do the work you're not going to take the steps it's not going to work no yeah because no, it just isn't I had somebody say that asked me a question recently like oh um about working with me but you know what if it doesn't um and I'm just like well it it will if you if you do it <laughs> Because yeah. that's pretty much it will, you just have to do it. 
And it's not easy, but it's worth doing that painful inner work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you wouldn't be where you are now, right? So I think we should massively celebrate you and just like how amazing you are. And like how, you know, it's not been easy for you to listen to your voice and to go against your family. Like, like, you know, your mum hasn't been happy with you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just letting people down and, you know, disappointing people, which I've not been used to doing. Yeah, and you've been prioritising yourself. You've been letting go of relationships. You've been reviewing your behaviours that just are not so good for you. Like you've done so much stuff. So that's why when you're like, oh, but I'm still not great at this. It's like, well, none of us are. It's but just taking a moment to see how far you've actually come and yeah it's just incredible to watch your journey I'm just so proud of you thanks yeah I've had two so many breakthroughs yeah yeah you have you have and like I said this is just the beginning so it's like part one of the podcast and then we have to have you back on where you can go on about like like this next phase of your life it's like your rebirth yeah I would love to do that yeah yeah is there anything else that you wanted to share um no just you know listen to your intuition if that you know listen to that guts feeling don't ignore it like I did 14 years ago and like Corvair said if she can do it like you know anybody can and if your inner guidance is telling you that the relationship isn't good for you then you know just know that you're like but just setting that intention of being like I'm going to leave it it's amazing like what comes through like I said my podcast started that same month I know yeah and that's the thing realize how everything does happen you remember what date that happened it was like the mid-September okay so my podcast came out on the 9th of September oh okay wow yeah yeah so just like you know that you may have just needed someone to understand you and you know like it was almost like our paths crossed at the right time where you were like okay so I I understand why my mom's like this so I need to not listen to her yeah I gave you the strength to be able to continue right so yeah and that is another thing like the whole you know discovering how things do happen for a reason and people are placed in your life for a reason as well so it's crazy when you start this journey how much you can uncover and when you slow down, you can really appreciate that. Because when yeah, you're definitely. Life, no. you just can't see anything. Yeah. Like, Life's terrible. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah. When you're just on kind of survival robotic mode and, you know, I haven't got time for any of, yeah. Yeah, I loads of people say yeah. that. Yeah. But that's the other thing. Um, I said this in a live that I did this week, which is when we're so in our problems, we cannot find solutions to our problems. No. You just can't. Yeah. So it's just stepping away, like, um, I had the membership call last night and we were chatting, everybody was chatting about different things that they were going through. And like loads of people messaged me afterwards saying that just hearing somebody else gave them a light bulb moment. And then that can help you with solve your problem. But when you're in, in your own life and you're busy doing the same things you've always been doing, you just get the same result. So Yeah. And to be aware, like, you know, the numbing things that you use, I know you talk about that, you know, binge watching or alcohol you know sometimes those those are a distraction yeah from the pain yeah and it's not nice like feeling the pain but um as I've discovered recently I've just I've got a name for it now I'm like after after my miscarriage I kind of know what contractions are like and pain is like a contraction if you allow yourself to feel it like the really deep wounds will feel like a contraction so the pain will be really intense and then it will pass but as somebody that's given like had a baby um you know what happens when you try to suppress the contraction it gets worse right the pain gets worse 
So that is what we're doing with our emotional pain. We are like keeping it in our bodies and therefore it it gets stuck in there. Whereas if you just allow yourself to feel it and release it, which seems so intense, but it's just like, that's why I like EFT tapping for like, you know, I'm really sad or I'm really lonely or I'm really anxious or my mum hates me or or whatever, because, you know, it just allows the emotions to come out. And yeah. that's important. And one of the things that I was doing for quite a long time was just wearing this mask, you know, like I wasn't fooling no one. <laughs> yeah. Because the only person I was fooling was myself because now I, you know, I see some people that I haven't seen for a while and they're like, oh, there's something different about you. And it is, you know, they're saying you're more relaxed, even you're my posture, my shoulders are more relaxed. And it's yeah. like, I was so tense and just so kind of, oh, everything's fine. I just slap on a bit of makeup, but no. Yeah, that's so true. You look different. You even look different. Mm, yeah. I feel you, different. Well, you carry yourself. Yeah, you do yeah. feel like a different person. I definitely feel like a different I've had a few times where I feel like a different person. It's like because you're releasing so much that doesn't serve you and it's just like totally incredible. But yes, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And I'm excited to hear the next chapter when you come on next. But thank you so much and be, for being brave and actually finally doing it. Woo-hoo. Thank you. And thank you for all your support. You are welcome. Thank you.